0: there. Thank you so much for being here on the Life Creation Podcast. Whether you're returning or it's your first time, I'm really happy for you to tune in. And in today's episode, I'm happy to have Eric Hartman back on the podcast. Two weeks ago, he and my dear friend, Nikki Inglis, also his partner so Eric and Nikki as a couple, were here together and we talked about radical communication. The link to that episode is in the show notes, or you can simply go back two episodes on your podcast app and you will find it. Today, Eric and I talk about the benefits of men gathering in a group and why he started a men's group. The connection in between was a little shaky, so the sound at times is not so great, but I do hope it will not be too bothersome for you. What motivated me to have Eric back on the podcast with that topic is that I feel over the last few years, Women's Circle have become very popular, and there will be a future episode on that topic as well. I, however, feel very few people talk about men's group, so I'm really thrilled to bring this topic to the podcast. A little bit more about Eric. So he was born in New York and grew up in Vancouver. He's a passionate elementary school teacher, and he enjoys using music and puppets as a core strategy in his pedagogy. Other passions include cycling, sailing, languages, traveling, and being in the mountains. Besides being a founding member of a men's discussion group, as he will talk about, he has attended several men's weekend retreats. He is president of the Pacific Bluegrass and Old Time Music Society and has been part of several performing music bands. Eric has a BA in Religious Studies with a focus on Judaism, a Bachelor in Elementary Education, and a Master in Music Education. He has an adult son and three adult stepdaughters, so Nikki's daughters. Before we hop over to my conversation with Eric, If you are or you know someone who has a message to share, or if you have a topic you would like to hear about, let me know. I always look for amazing guests and topics that resonate with you to bring onto the podcast. And if you like this or other episodes, please hop over to iTunes, scroll all the way down and hit those five magic stars this really really helps for people to find the podcast more easily but now with no further ado let's listen in to our conversation great well thank you for being back eric it's good to see and hear you again
1: welcome hi
0: So like last time, we're starting with the five this or that questions. So you know, it's it's not the same ones as last time. So I'm just going to hit you right away. (laughs) Okay. Vegetables or fruits? Fruit. Piercing or tattoo? Tattoo. Bath or shower? Shower. City or countryside? City. Classical or modern art? Mm, Modern. Good. That was fast.
1: Well, this time I I went with the truth instead of the wishful part, (laughs) wishful thinking.
0: And today was the truth?
1: Today was the truth.
0: Nice. The truth sometimes is easier.
1: (laughs) Truth is easier.
0: So not too long ago, when was it exactly that you started a men's group?
1: It was about, it was um, the fall of 2019, so about a year and a half ago.
0: Yeah, and what motivated you to start that?
1: Um, Well, I had been in a men's group before. I had, I guess it started when I went to a men's weekend. A friend of mine, a woman friend, told me about this weekend um, that men get together, and it was kind of a, a extended re- uh, retreat, but it was in, here in the city, um, and it was all day, like 8 a.m. To, to 9 p.m. for two and a half days, and it was just men, and it was just really talking about some of the challenges that men face in modern society and how... For most men, we kind of go through life with this this curtain over us, this sort of facade, and we rarely, if ever, kind of break through that even to ourselves. So there's a lot of it was pretty intense and um, it was really new for me. At first, I, I actually thought it was I was very skeptical. I thought, what is this is this some some sort of a cult? <laughs> you know, I actually went to a, like an information meeting, and I was like, okay, this m- still might be a cult, but I'm willing to give it a shot. It was helpful that it was in the city. You know, I don't even think I would have gone if, if I had to go traveling to some yes. weird retreat in the in the wilderness. <laughs> so it was very much like I was very sort of, you know, cautious, but optimistic, So but open-minded. Anyway, um, it, it, it was legit and it was really eye-opening for me. And it sort of went to some places that I hadn't really ever, that I always knew that I was interested in. For, for many years, I had I had felt like I hadn't had men friends. I didn't have much many men friends to begin with. And those that I did um, tended to be, I felt just not that satisfactory as far as, as the depth of our relationship. I had friends that I would do sports with and we'd do, do things with, play music with and go to movies with and go for drinks. But you know, never really, not never, but almost never really talked about really what I considered to be some of the deeper things that mattered to my life. And the few that I had didn't live in the same city as me. So um, after this weekend, I started to attend a, a weekly men's group meeting mm-hmm. in somebody's garage. And it was just a circle. And it was it would often be led by somebody and sort of bring some content of some kind some topic that was relevant, that was important. And we would discuss it. And I was really I felt that was at that time in my life was very valuable. And um, I didn't really have that much to contribute. Well, I, I had I didn't really contribute much. I was a bit cautious and, and I wasn't really ready to, to be fully honest and, and, and sort of I didn't really trust the men that much there wasn't that much emphasis on, on trust and confidentiality. People would come and go and there'd be like, you know, guests and people would show up and, you know, they'd say, Oh, this is, you know, everything we hear, we say today is confidential, but that's about the end of it. And it didn't really feel like that, that much of a safe place. So I listened and it was really interesting, but um, after a while, some of the the men that, the men that led it moved away and then it sort of, turned into more of just like a bitch session which is not what I wanted like you know just just a place to complain and you know there's maybe there's a place for that I guess but it wasn't what I wanted so I left that group and for many months I didn't for a couple years several years I didn't have a place like that but I knew that I really missed it and I wanted it and I had a vision in my mind of something that I wanted that was more sort of consistently really powerful and deep and meaningful and authentic and so eventually I decided to start my own and so I bought a book called the men's group manual by (laughs) Clyde Henry Henry. and it's a very matter of fact practical guide to how to start a men's group and it goes step by step and talks about the different kinds of groups you know there's some of them are faith-based actually if you google men's group online you'll find I found a lot of religious groups a lot of Christian groups when they talk about prayer and faith and stuff. Um, and then there's ones for, you know, particular men with particular life situations like divorced men or fathers or yes.
0: mm-hmm. you know,
1: they're various, there are various types of, of, um, of profiles, but I just wanted one sort of very general where we were willing to really sort of delve into some more personal issue and not issues, but in more personal questions. So anyway, so I followed the, the, the step-by-step guide and I made posters and Nikki helped me write out a, um, you know, the text. And it was funny because she was convinced that less text like she she's kind of in the social media realm right so less text all but the meme and you know the the, uh, the catchy image and stuff like that not a lot of words because people are going to be turned off by too much reading and all that which is true but I I didn't want to have to um, interview many many people like I, I think one of the things about the, the men's group that people don't understand is and it's kind of a it's, it's kind of a, a twist on the, the normal marketing world like normally you want as many people as you can get right you want to have as many customers you want to have as many people in your retreat you want to have as many people in your lesson you have as many students in your classes whatever the more the better but this was a very different idea right a men's group of the kind that i wanted was small
0: yeah. and
1: i only wanted people that really really were committed to being there and i i think it kind of messes up the or it, it puts upside down the sort of general idea right so I had all these words on my poster, like, you know, this is the kind of thing we've been talking about. And are you ready for this kind of commitment and challenge? And like, do you have the courage, you know, like he's like, nobody's going to read that. Right. <laughs> and I was like, okay, that's good. I mean, I don't want, you know, if people read the first paragraph and like, what the hell is this? Then that's fine. Like, I don't want them. Right. So, um, and it's interesting because when I mention, I don't even hardly ever mention even to men that i'm in a men's group because they don't really know what to think of it and and i think sometimes they're offended that i don't invite them <laughs> to join yeah. you know because again people always think like, oh you know more the more the merrier right the more the better but that's not like people have to be really ready for this they have to want it already it's almost like they have to want it already you know so um anyway so i did that process i put um, and, of course, it was in person. It wasn't over Zoom at the time. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to be local. I didn't want to have people that had to travel a long way, and I didn't want to have to travel a long way. So I just put the so the signs up around the neighborhood, maybe, maybe a dozen signs. I went to bookstores and cafes, and in the neighborhood we have these, like, public little boards where people can put ads and so on. And um, interestingly, on, and I also put them on Facebook. Mm-hmm. And what happened was on Facebook, I got a lot of views, a lot of thumbs up. It's like, yay, good idea. And nobody was seriously interested. You know, some of the men would like, a few answers I got from men were like, oh, yeah, I'm interested. And then I said, okay, can you send me something to tell me about, you know, like, like here are some questions, you know, tell me why you're interested. Just really basic questions. Nobody answered.
0: Oh, like, interesting. You know, it's like
1: they're, they're, they think it's a good idea, but they weren't willing to go the next level, like to have to make some effort. Right. Which is, which was the test that I wanted to anyway. Well, what's funny. Is that the women who saw the ad were like, yeah, great idea. I want to tell my boyfriend. I want to tell my husband. I want to tell, it's like, yeah, that, you know, that's not the way I want this to go. You know, I don't want a man to be there because his girlfriend told him to be there. That's yeah. not going to work. Right. So anyway, long. So end of the story was I ended up getting a response from, eight or nine men, all locally, all, all to my poster and none to Facebook, Facebook. Um, So yeah. So I, I interviewed each one, one one-on-one. We went to a cafe and I just asked them some questions and I mean, I'm sure they had the same feeling like maybe this is a weird cult like I had. And um, yeah. And then after I sort of had a deadline, I didn't want it to go on forever. I didn't want to have, people coming all the time like I wanted to have a start with a group and make that group the group you know and not um keep having people coming in joining all the time anyway so eventually we ended up starting and we um, um, most of the men that met me that the first period except for two uh, ended up in the group and they're still there
0: that's amazing
1: year and a half later and uh and a couple of them even had to had to take a break for professional reasons, but then they came back. So I guess that's a long story about how, how I started it. But um, yeah, it was a very, or, very organic process. And I have to say that the, the process in the book really worked. Like you know, some of the, some of the um, stuff in the book is really counterintuitive. You know, like I said, like you don't want to have lots of people answering. Like, you know, I wanted to have people self- censor, right? I wanted them to read the poster and say, this is not for me, rather than me having to take my time interviewing them and then figuring out that this is not for me. You know what I mean? So I really think that it worked out um, quite well.
0: And so you stuck with the same people Did I understand that, right? So it's the same same group Uh, of
1: men. We have seven men now in the group and it's the same seven that we started out with the very first day.
0: And I think what you, you know, you mentioned two words, which really um, came out to me is trust and confidentiality and to provide a safe space, right? And I think when you, of course, have the, you know, that close group, you get to know each other. And of course, with getting to know each other, it's more easily to start to open up. Like what you mentioned, it was, it took some time for you in the group you were in to, you know, share and be more, more kind of, um, Yeah, there and and sharing your part as well, because you you don't feel that safe, maybe, right? And then, of course, if you stay in a group and it's the same people, then that safety is more there.
1: That's right. And I mean, another part of this book, the men's group manual, is once you've got your group, it actually guides you through the first eight meetings. Cool. what what to do and we you know obviously you don't have to but we decided as a group that we wanted to stick with this book we reviewed it and we all got a copy and we thought okay let's let's follow this process and you know honestly some of the times we didn't want to like some of the some of the it's a bunch of exercises basically trust building exercises uh, communication skills it's really um uh, designed to create the skills for a group to function Uh, conflict resolution skills you know what to do when there's inevitably there's going to be conflict um, when you start to go into some you know uh, more sensitive topics what to do and um there's a lot of those kind of things, and they're really, act, they're exercises, you know, they feel a bit fake and, and, and contrived, like where you 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 talk to a partner, and then you, you say something, you know, for a minute, and then you take turns and then active listening, and it's what feels a bit contrived, but we really committed to that, because I think we all recognize that the skills were valuable, and and they were, and, um, we still, we use them all the time. And, you know, I don't even think we often know about them. And I think they've also also filtered into our personal lives, some of those skills. And, um, so it was really valuable. And in fact, I think as I was, I was skimming the book again to, to prepare for this conversation. And I thought, Hey, we should really go back to yeah. some of those exercises mm-hmm. just to do them again, to see how they feel now a year and a half later. So, um, Anyway, they're designed to build that sense of 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 trust and those skills, and that's something that that first group I was in didn't didn't do and I think that there was a there was uh definitely something lacking from from that i mean I appreciated the openness like the man that was running that really just wanted so much um so many people to come and just experience that but there was a cost you know like I said it didn't really go um as deep as as I think it could have. So yeah, so that's that's what we tried to do. So now we've been together for a year and a half, seven months later, and there is that trust. And then when we went to Zoom because of COVID, that was another question, like, you know, will we will we be able to maintain that? Like, you know, back at the beginning, it's like how do, you know we're all in different spaces and people are around. And I certainly, you know, sometimes when there's people around me and like I don't feel that comfortable sharing necessarily personal yeah. things. On the other hand, um, it, it was con- it was complicated to find that time, you know, basically two hours, where I had space to myself, right, a confidential space, and all the other men the same yeah, families and kids and so on. Um, so it's it's a commitment, like you ha- you know, we really have to commit to that time and that space and that privacy. And a few times I've actually done it walking around the neighborhood with my my, my headphones, and or I went to a local school and oh,
0: I, I, I yeah.
1: Bunged off their Wi Fi because I, I have a password for the school Wi Fi because I work in the school system. So I stole their Wi Fi and I just sat there in this qu- courtyard and did my, and you know, you have to, or in the car, I've done it in the car. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, so there there are challenges like that. Um,
0: well, how frequent, how often do you meet? Every week. Every week, yeah. Yeah, that, yeah, is, that our, is a commitment, yeah.
1: It's a commitment, and and I remember when I when I read that, so the book tells you, obviously, the question is how often, you know, do you want this group to to meet? And as much as I knew I wanted this group to exist, I was reluctant to commit to every week, even for my own life. You know, that's a lot. That's one night. I mean, some people do in the morning, but I think for most of us who are working, the evening is, is in some ways better. So... I was like, maybe every two weeks would be good. You know, I, I didn't want to commit every week, even, even myself. But in the end, we decided to try every week. We did 90 minutes because that was what worked. One of the men has, had, um, you know, he has little kids to put to sleep. And I had, like, actually, Nikki would, would leave. Nikki would leave the apartment and go work in a cafe for an hour and a half and and kind of, i just didn't feel comfortable asking her to leave or i didn't ask her to leave But an hour and a half i thought was long enough like the maximum time mm-hmm. so we did 90 minutes but then after a while it just wasn't long enough like we just felt like we sort of have this this schedule that this format we use and it's just 90 minutes it just felt like it was getting cut short and of course and with covid it we didn't have to travel and yeah so in some ways that makes it easier right we didn't have it was harder to find the space but the time was easier. So we went to two hours every week and that has been what we've been doing since. And that feels like the right amount of time.
0: Mm -hmm. Nice. And you touched on it a little bit when you started talking about your own experience, but I would like to go into a little bit more details. Why do you think it is important for men to gather amongst each other?
1: Um, Well, I think men have met, men have been involved in communal groups for thousands of years. I mean, all throughout our evolutionary history, men would participate in in rituals and spiritual rituals and, and hunts and sports and tell stories. And, you know, the stories, these experiences were formative and they defined their role in the community and... They, there they were rites of passage for boys to turn into, to, to, to be recognized as adults in the community. And this idea of, of the men's hut, you know, yeah. and it was such a uh, important thing. And women had the same um, yeah. type of, of, of experiences with women. And that experience has largely been lost in modern life. And men, just don't have a place where where we can be together and feel safe and not have to keep this this facade you know it's I don't know if if women and even many men probably don't even know that men have this 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 act is this this image this face this mask that we put on all the time and you know People talk about men having. Oh, the world's the world is is the is made for men. It's easy, you know. They they get paid more. They get jobs more. They get, and you know, oh, that's all true. And 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 women definitely. The the modern changes in Western society are almost always positive. You know, far more fair and far more equitable. So it's not about. You know, limiting women, but it's about having a safe place for men to just be able to communicate and not to have this mask. And the mask is often, you know, I'm strong. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, um, I, I'm the protector, and I'm the, I'm the helper. I'm this, I'm the one that that's, that fixes everything. And you know, and I don't want to show that I'm vulnerable. I don't want to show that I have fears or, or worries and um because if I do that, that it, I'm weak, you know, and it has to do with, I know last time when Nikki and I worked with you, we talked about polarity and you know this whole idea of, of men, or the, not, not some necessarily men, but the masculine being this, this energy, this sort of strong energy and men don't want to let that go because for, for lots of reasons and we don't know how, you know, and we were raised with, with the tools yeah, and it's even harder now with social media and me too movement. And like, mm-hmm. like everything is so charged, you know, everything like people are so sensitive. If you say the wrong thing, you use the wrong pronoun. And, you know, people are like, Oh, you're a, you're a misogynist and you're a sexist. And, and, and even though a lot of the underlying forces of those movements, I think are really positive. Um, people are meant to just so scared to say the wrong thing you know it's like it's a it's a minefield so it's even worse than ever really in a a way of being able to be fully authentic and just to share to share things that could be interpreted or judged right i mean you say one thing and then that's it you're you're done so um i think that's one of the reasons why it's so important to have gender-specific groups. And, um, you know, there's this idea of, of the macho, this sort of overly macho stereotype. And then there's the idea of the stereotype of this new sense, new age sensitive man who's all about emotions and feeling and crying, and all. and they're both caricatures and they're both oversimplifications. And what we really are is much more complicated than that. And we have all of those elements. But popular culture just doesn't allow for the complexity. It's all oversimplifications and exaggerations. And it's very easy to poke fun, right, and to make fun of people and to tease. And that's the first thing that people would say, oh, I'm in a men's group. Oh, what do you do? Do you, you go out into the woods and take your clothes off and paint yourself and, you know, howl of the moon? And it's just so easy, like all these images. And there's even there's even a movie that came out a few years ago, Men's Group, I think. Oh, and really? Yeah. And I haven't seen it, but from what I could gather, it's just, it's that like, I mean, maybe it's okay, actually, but all the images on TV and movies tend to be making fun of people that especially men, right? Oh, this is, they're just being pussies basically. And um, why, why do they need that? You know, I don't need a men's group. I'm, I'm, I got my shit together and it's, it's so not about needing. It's about, you know, um, wanting it's about having the the courage to, to face the, some of those, those questions and being authentic. And, um, yeah. So I think those reactions tend to be out of a lack of, of understanding, you know, and that's that mask. Right. So, um, i'm just trying to remember your question about what men needing need that, that 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 time together yeah, yeah so i guess it comes back to that like you said the the, the trust and we're needing a, just a, a place to tell stories a place to go deeper than just the usual things that we talk about all, to, all the time um acceptance and support you know it's, it's also not about people being damaged and needing to be fixed like it's not about it's not therapy and that's another thing that some people often think oh this is like a support group right so it's basically free therapy you know which is not I mean it's therapeutic but it's not therapy you know none of us is trained as a counselor as therapists right we're just regular men talking about regular stuff and we had some skills that we built together and um you know i, I mean i in, in my first group there was even some real um aggressive behavior like there was even one guy just basically tried to fight some another guy so i mean that group wasn't as sophisticated you know we did they didn't have those skills they didn't work on those skills as much so that may be partly why um but um yeah, so it's so we also talk about successes. Like every once in a while, what we'll do, because we'll, that's another thing that men often don't do is brag. You know, I mean, there's there's the ones that do and they brag all the time. How look how great I am! But it's not considered to be culturally acceptable, you know, in polite society to talk about one's successes. So every once in a while, we'll just have a session. We just talk about how how well we did something and something that was great or some memory that that uh, you know we tend to not talk about because we want to keep things nice and polite all the time yeah I think so, it's, it's, great, so right? it's all about all those things it's about sharing stories it's about challenges it's about sharing fears I mean some of the issues some of the re- really complicated things like like masculinity right like what that's kind of one of the core ideas like what the hell is masculinity anyway and and how is it addressed in popular culture and rape, you know, you hear these words, rape culture and the toxic masculinity. And these, these, they're so, they're so charged, you know, and if you challenge them in public, you know, public form, then you're immediately attacked. Right. And, but that's so, it's really not helpful because they deserve to be examined and they deserve to be um, broken down and, and interpreted, like what the hell does it mean, toxic masculinity? Are men all rapists? You know, are men all aggressive uh you know predators? Um obviously there's there's a problem with that that idea, and yet it's often unquestioned. Um so that's the sort of thing that we talk about.
0: Yeah, I think um it's really Nice to have, I think for both, right, men and and women or male and female to have these spaces <clears throat> to feel, you know, um, comfortable and safe and feel that trust. And I think certain topics pertain more to, you know, men and some pertain more to, to women. And I think, um, And I would love your take on, and you've kind of answered it already a little bit, but, you know, I think it is often perceived that men go into their cave and deal with their problem on their own, right? And we, women, we we call our girlfriends. (laughs) Um, And I think what you've just shared um, is that, you know, it's really helpful for, Men to do the same may not feel and correct me if i'm wrong it may not feel as natural is that is that true
1: well i think it doesn't yeah i think yeah it doesn't feel natural because we don't have the social social tools and the social constructs and 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 um vehicles to do that like these are the rituals right i mean it used to be totally normal and in some places still is where men get together and now it feels awkward, right? Now, if you're not going to a, a, a game or watching, watching the game or going for beer or drinks or something, then you, it's it's weird, you know? And um, so I think, like, the, the, this whole idea of, of a girls' night, you know, yeah. it's, it's sort of normal. I mean, I think, I'm sure there's issues with women too. I mean, I, I don't know what women talk about. You know, I'm sure there's the same phenomenon in some cases where women talk about... I guess superficial things and don't really talk about their deeper. And, 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 also I think from what I've understood anyway, from women that I've known, there's a lot of judging that goes on with women too, you know, and, and there's people don't necessarily want to share their, their challenges because in a way there's a, there's a sense of competition among sometimes among women and even friends. And, you know, there's a sense of almost, like a Friday, kind of uh, like, like almost a, a secret enjoyment when a, a woman that they know, or maybe are jealous of has some sort of success, you know, and there's competition around, around appearance and about money and about relationships and children. And so it happens with women, I'm sure as well. But I do think that women are more likely to talk to each other about their lives. That seems to be, true to me in my experience and they'll get together in the walk and they'll share stuff and you know it doesn't necessarily go to some of the same those deeper places and also women I think often are more willing to be emotional and share their feelings like that's really that was a lot of the focus of those initial meetings through the in this book that we guide that guided us through this um, process is how the hell do you talk about your feelings because like, men just don't talk about feelings very often. And so that is maybe one of the biggest differences between women and men. Men prefer to avoid talking about their feelings. And women, I think, are often sort of, in a gen- very general sense, more comfortable doing that. Um, I think there's a place for women to have a group where they talk about talk about some of these things. Like, I think one of the things that this kind of men's group does that I'm part of, is provoke each other like we deliberately i mean and and actually we don't do this as often as as we could you know where we really provoke each other to um go into a deeper place and challenge these assumptions because so many of the things we talk about are just reinforcing our stories and you know it takes it takes a real um it takes courage to allow yourself to be provoked that way and say, well, wait a minute, you know, like that's, that's bullshit. You know, you told me this, you told us this last week or last month you are going to do this or why haven't you done this? Like you said, this is your goal. And you know, this is not uh, serving you or anyway, those kinds of things where you, where you um, challenge each other and don't just accept. I think that's one thing that women often do is, is just accept each other's like, go, you go girl. And that sort of thing, you know, it's always that cheerleader sort of positive thing, which, I mean, that's not a bad thing, but sometimes, you know, so often what we're doing is just reinforcing that our story. And sometimes that's not really the best, you know? So, um, So maybe there's not that big of a difference between women and men's communication, but I think at the very minimum, women do get together and talk more and there's more comfort around emotions and feelings and being willing to share those and not being being judged in the same way. Although I think, like I said, there are, you know, there is judgment and those kinds of things as well.
0: Yeah. I think, it's definitely the case and we women probably are more comfortable talking about our, our feelings and our emotions. I do think there is a lot of competition and, you know, sometimes toxic stuff, you know, amongst women happening too. But I think that's, I think that's not necessarily a gender thing. It's just like, you know, human beings <laughs> in a way, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, but I do think that, you know, communication or conversations are definitely different in mixed groups, which, of course, are also super beneficial than, um, you know, gender specific, like you mentioned. Um, so what kind of topics, um, and maybe right now or over the past year and a half, do you feel have been very important for your group to um, talk about?
1: Um, Well, like I said, so we've been together for about a year and a half. And, you know, the first probably six months it took us just to kind of work through that group, maybe not quite six months, but a long time, longer than it said, like it says, you know, eight meetings. and Here's what you do the first eight meetings. It took us a lot longer than that. Many of the meetings took two or even three weeks. So
0: yeah,
1: so a lot of time was invested in in those exercises and building the skills and the trust. Then um, then we went to a model where we would just take turns leading because it's really like you know nobody nice. is the owner of this. Even though I kind of started it, i know more the leader than anyone else. And so we just take turns. And so people bring topics that they find that they think would be helpful and interesting. So. Um, Sometimes it's about health, you know, breath work, that that sort of thing. Sometimes uh, we've we've done yoga, we've we've talked about um, uh, relationships a lot, skills, challenges in relationship. Children, you know, that parenting comes up a lot, issues around parenting, challenges. Um, uh, Fatherhood, most of us are fathers. Um, Also our own father, you know, our relationship with our fathers and how that relates to us. And some of the patterns we get into. Um, nice. We've so. talked, talked about some of the sort of dominant or the famous mythologies around masculine. You know, we haven't done this that much, but some of the men in, the, in my group are very knowledgeable and like Carl Jung and um, those kind of things. So Iron John, uh, the book Iron John and the, the mythologies around that. We talk about sex uh, we talk about, we haven't really talked about money so much, but that certainly is a topic that could come up. Um, re- recently, we started talking, well, we, actually, we just decided that we felt like the meetings were getting a little bit too loose and not really going as deep as we would like. So we changed, we have a new book that we are using. It's called To Be a Man by Robert Masters. And it's, um, it really works through chapter by chapter, a lot of really important topics and so we're going to use that as the source and kind of go through a cycle and you know read the chapter before and sort of use it as a starting point but there's always time for men to talk about if something is really on their mind or you know something pressing that they just really need to get off their chest or they need some feedback on so we're going to you know keep that element but Sometimes if you have too much of that sort of stuff, oh, this was my week and I did this and I did this. It's, even though it's interesting and it helps us get to know each other, it's, you end up feeling at the end of the meeting, like I didn't really, like this is such a valuable time. Like who has two hours yeah. a week? You know, you got your job and you have your kids and your, your partner and everything else. Like to take two hours a week in this world, in this time of our lives is really a big deal. And if oh, yes. it's not helpful, if it doesn't feel like you're really moving forward, even though it's easier in the end, it's going gonna, it's gonna, it's gonna to go. you it's going to say it's not working for me and I just don't want to spend that time. So it has to be moving us forward. Um, but it's really hard. So mm. it's a combination of like having the structures and having the discipline to, to, to go there every week. So this book hopefully will help us to do that. And then we'll sort of reevaluate after We've all had a chance to lead um, and then sort of, you know, see. And the other thing we like to do is not only, you know, it's not good if it's too intense, right? Like if you dread it and if it's like, oh, God, I just don't have the energy to. I mean, sometimes that happens. I don't have the energy to, to, to go there in my mind. I'm just done. So we like to keep it light sometimes. You know, we tell jokes. We we, will all, we bring a joke. Um, that's yeah we no the- we, talk- right? <laughs> yeah. we also um we we've done i mean if it wasn't for covid we would do a lot more in person we, we've we done we've played disc golf there's a disc golf course here where you know it's like frisbee, but you're it's with discs we've done uh we've some of us have been swimming together in the ocean uh we did one one night before covid so we we rented a room at the local community center we did these like games like Sort of like wrestling, not wrestling, but like sort of these physical games, and that was like where you grab your foot and your hand and you try to make like a a, a wheel, and you know what I mean. And it was was hilarious. Some of us were terrible, and also like hacky sack. You know, one of the men is really good at. Oh
0: yes, yeah, okay.
1: (laughs) Worse at hacky sack. (laughs) Also, we've 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 shared music. Like some of us do a lot of music, and for some of us, music is like a huge fear. Like sharing, singing is like a big. Uh, yeah, real vulnerability for some of the men and others it's pretty comfortable right um, so we'll do a, like a song we'll just share a song um, and other times we'll share something else that is harder for others so yeah so we try not to keep it super uh, super intense every single time because then that can be just a bit too much right so it's yeah. a constant process and that's another reason why not having people come in and out is good because you really get a sense of you know, knowing True. right and you don't want to have to start all over again. I mean, we have talked about we actually considered le- sort of inviting some more men in the group at one point when we were down to 5, but we decided that it's just not worth it's not worth it, you know. And when you get to have more than 7 or 8, then it, you just don't have the time mm-hmm. really each for each person to have an opportunity to participate. So really seven Six to eight seems to be the
0: perfect number. And is there something that has or still maybe is surprising you the most, maybe, like after starting this group and now being in it for a year and a half?
1: Well, I'm surprised that it still exists. (laughs) I did not.
0: Yeah, that's super cool. (laughs)
1: Surprising that not only does it exist, but the same man that started still involved and still willing to to, to commit that time. Um, I'm surprised it's surprising that um, some of the some of the topics, I guess one of the things is how similar we are, you know, um Mm -hmm. once you start sharing about the challenges and really excuse me, how similar our challenges often are. And yet we don't talk about them in normal uh, in our normal lives. Another surprise is the depth of knowledge. Some of the men are far more knowledgeable than me about the theoret- sort of the, the you know the, the ideas behind it. I mean, some of them have uh, so many years of knowledge about um, meditation and you know uh, Buddhism and different spiritual traditions and and in health and men's men's sort of some of the more concerned, Like I'm not, in some ways, I'm not really a very good person to interview for this because i just don't have ne- the the depth of maybe of of you know anthropological understanding that some others do but you know i can talk about my experience but um anyway there's a lot and then there's also a, a, a quite a range of age like probably from sort of 30s to 60s so that's quite a range so you know one man a grandfather and he's dealing with his grandchildren and his son-in-law and others um are married and others have young kids and some of us have older kids and um so just that sort of um that variety of life experience is really great i mean yeah we could even have more more variety um i I would say we don't have a huge amount of cultural diversity in our group at the moment so that's something that we need to have but um and then another thing that was Surprising is how hard it is for men to accept praise. Um
0: Interesting, yep.
1: not something that we're comfortable with. So once once in a while we'll do we'll just do a thing where we just basically give praise and just like like um appreciate each other and say positive things. And it's really uncomfortable. And that may not just be men, but it's certainly something that we don't typically do um mm-hmm. outside of a professional uh, environment. Um, and also another surprise is how, how, how long it's taking to, to create that sense of trust. Like, you know, you think that after a year and a half of exercises and getting to know each other and meeting every week, but it's still not necessarily there, you know, to, to, to go to those places where you share the personal stuff, you know, things in your mind, it's not, it's not easy even still. So that's a surprise, but how hard it is to—I mean, some—it's some of us are better at that than others. Some of some of the men are more courageous and really open about stuff more than others. But it's hard; it's really hard to do. And even after the time we've had together,
0: thank you so much. I love all the information you shared. Really cool insights and very informative. And to wrap it up what would if you would say one thing to the men out there what would that be (laughs) that might be hard but
1: (laughs) well i guess um i guess don't be afraid to find or, or, or maybe not don't be afraid but but it's worth it to go deeper and have a relationship or multiple relationships where you can talk about what's on your mind uh beyond what is socially acceptable you know find a, find someone find some people that you can you feel safe with and be explicit be intentional about it you know it's not just going to happen it's like it's like any relationship right i mean you're not going to go to those places it's like what last week when we or last time when uh, Nick and i was speaking with you if you don't have a check-in if you don't have a time that's explicitly for talking about difficult topics you're just not going to go there it's just you know it's too it's too uncomfortable and yet the payoff is so great so i'd say the same thing like try to find someone that you prefer you know preferably a man because it's just different when you talk to um find a man that you can talk to and maybe just say look i'd like to this relationship to a, you know, <laughs> of course, that doesn't sound right. Take this relationship to another level, <laughs> um, <laughs> but, you know, I, I, I'd like to, I'd like to be able to talk with you about, about more stuff. And how do you feel about that? And, you know, do, do you feel comfortable with that? And, you know, um, we trust each other to talk about personal things and not to share that, just that sort of thing. And um, I'd say it's worth having a friendship like that. And, um, you know, or, or I'd say to other men, like, look for a men's group, see if there's something out there. You know, there are men's groups that are more like ours is not public. You know, we don't really, like I said, look for more men. Like we, we don't want more men in our group, but um, there are groups that are more public and meet up and that sort of thing. And that might be a, a, a beginning, you know, a first step um, to sort of, or go to a week. I, I Another thing I'd say is maybe go on a retreat because, unless you've sort of done that thing we sort of pull the the veneer away and say okay look we all have this mask Um, unless you can get to the place where you realize that this mask exists you won't even know that it's there you know it's like we're all looking through this this veneer and this this curtain and if you try to tell a man that this curtain is there they'll say no no it's not this is just me i'm just being honest with you this is who i am and it takes a challenge to even see that that's not true. That there is a filter that we all work through, and so going to some sort of a retreat or workshop where you can really sort of pull that pull that away. That's pretty important because otherwise, otherwise, it's really hard to even recognize that a group like this is important.
0: Excellent. Thank you so much. That's a really good message to finish off. Thank you for being here on the Life Creation Podcast again. And um, we'll put those books you mentioned into the show notes. So thank you, Eric.
1: Good. Thanks so much, Andrea. It was fun.
0: Once again, after this talk, I wish I would have more opportunities to sit with Eric and talk more about life and pick his brain about relationship, men, music, pretty much just everything. (laughs) The links to the books he mentioned as well as the episode with him and Nikki are in the show notes. I really encourage you to share this episode with the men and women in your life so that we all can curate our life to the most beautiful artwork it deserves to be. Thank you so much for being here and for tuning in until next week.